trying to make that transition from a business world and I'm just, I've been creative my whole life and I want to do something creative, but also had a really good business background. And I just could not find something that the world saw me as qualified as that I could go into. Mm. So it's either I'm really qualified in business, stick to that end, or I'm not nearly qualified enough to be a creative. Um, I didn't go to school mm-hmm. for it, so, that, so I, I just couldn't fit into that world. And, and in my, my area where I live, is, it's pretty rural. Uh, I don't live in a big city, and so the opportunities there were, were limited. And so my solution was to look at the skill set that I had and the interest that I had, storytelling, creativity, business, and was basically create my own business. Hello, you are listening to the Late Bloomer Living Podcast, episode number four, and I'm Yvonne Marchese, your host. This week, I'm talking to John Vaughn, who started his career in commercial insurance sales. And after 15 successful years of selling insurance, he turned to his wife one day and said, I don't want to sell insurance for another 50 years. It's killing me. Can you imagine? So what he realized he really needed was a creative outlet. And um, he'd been writing short stories, you know, on the side, doing, uh, been doing short stories, drawing comics, and making videos on the side. And he was suddenly determined, like filled with this determination, it sounds like, to figure out how to really make a living using his creativity and storytelling skills. So... He combined his love of storytelling with his sales expertise and he created a video marketing company that sets businesses apart by telling their story. But see, the thing is, is he doesn't just make standard marketing videos. He really digs in with the business owners to find out what's special about their business and to find their unique story and helps them create videos that tell how the business got started and why the owners are passionate about what they do. And his passion for storytelling really shines through in his work. He started his company, Story Focused Media, and hasn't looked back. Well, I'll let him tell it from here. Let's go. Hey, John. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. I'm super psyched. Um, So, John, um, well, I guess I should let people know. I found John because um, I was doing a little bit of research through some of my photography work that I do because I'm a branding photographer besides doing this podcast. And in doing some of my research, I came across John's information and, and, and he is a story focused, um, branding videographer. Is that about right, John? Yeah. That's a description. Yeah. Awesome. And let me write that down. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, because because what I do is very story focused as well. Um, I was really drawn in and, and to what he was doing. And he had this video, um, well, you had this video on your website that really drew me in. It was, it, it was awesome. It was exactly what you would want to do for one of your clients, I would think. Um, yeah. Yeah, right? Uh, it, I, I felt so. connected to you right away. I, I was... Uh, because it told the story of how you switched over from being uh, an insurance sales, commercial sales, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. To doing your video business. And I could tell that you have a passion for what you do that is not just about business, that it's more about story. Um, and that's kind of what got me intrigued to talk to you. So, so I'm going to let you take it away from there for a minute. <laughs> Tell me more. 
So yeah, so I mean, I think you, you described it very well. Um, so the video you're talking about describes my transition from, I was an insurance agent for 15 years. And the thing about it is, you know, I don't think anybody plans on becoming a certain insurance agent. And first of all, there's nothing wrong with insurance agents or in the insurance industry. Um, but I, you know, I wasn't in high school. I didn't go to college and say, I want to be an insurance agent. I basically looked around and saw all the successful people that I knew were either real estate agents or insurance agents. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, oh, that'd be good. Let me do, let me do insurance. And I, looking back, I mean, that's a wrong way to choose a, a lifelong career, in my opinion, for me, for my personality. Yeah. Um, it was so, practical. You, you were trying to go the yeah, practical, it was very practical. Route, it like, oh, I can make yeah. some money. And, um, you know, I got into it and I was good at it and I made money and it was great. But, you know, I woke up 15 years later and was like, this is not what I intended on doing. Um, and I was, I was just really unhappy. I mean, a lot of people, when they talk about careers, I mean, they talk so much about money and all these other things mm-hmm. that is important. I mean, money is important. We've got to have it. We've got to be able to be able to pay our bills. Yeah. Living's expensive. Yeah, it's, um, and I just, I was not happy. And I thought, you know, I have got to figure something else out. I have got, and and, you know, of course I have a family at this point and, you know, you don't have the same uh, freedom, if you will, when you're in college or high school and just do whatever you want. Oh yeah. How old was your, how old was your son? Sorry to interrupt. Uh, Let's see. So um, he was, he would have been like five or six kind of right at the transition era. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, somewhere around there. And so I'm trying to make that transition from a business world. And I've just, I've been creative my whole life and I want to do something creative, but also had a really good business background. And I just could not find something that the world saw me as qualified as that I could go into. Mm. So it was either I'm really qualified in business, stick to that end, or I'm not nearly qualified enough to be a creative. Um, I didn't go to school mm-hmm. for it, so like that, so I, I just couldn't fit into that world. And in, and in my in my area where I live is is pretty rural. Uh, I don't live in a big city, and so the opportunities there were were limited. And so my solution was to look at the skill set that I had and the interest that I had, storytelling, creativity, business, and was basically create my own business. And that's what I did. I thought, why well, I, I enjoy stories. I enjoy hearing people's stories. When I hear about why somebody started a business or why I hear see these documentaries when someone got really into something and did something cool. I was like, I really like that. Yeah. And I like becoming a fan of things. So, I mean, I'm a fan of Converse. I'm a fan of, of Marvel and DC and things of of that nature. And so I thought, I think other people want to be fans of the things that they, they purchase and they, they partake of. And so I thought, I want to tell the story of businesses. And I think if we told those stories, people would connect their customers, Mm -hmm. they would become fans and that was kind of the impetus of, of, of story focused media. And, um, and mostly I do that through video. It's not, you know, that, that's kind of how so are you self-taught on the video that you do. Yes. Uh, pretty much, pretty much. I mean, nice work. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, I shot, I shot weddings on the side a little bit while I was, while I was student insurance and just, just learning, you know, online is such a, such a great resource. Now there's so many things out there. With oh YouTube. my gosh. Oh, I've learned great. so much. <laughs> Google right. and YouTube. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. And so between that and just getting out there and just, just, you know, really trying to figure it out and just learning and only now, and I kind of regret it a little bit. Am I, am I able to reach out to other people and say, Hey, how do you do this? How do you do that? So I am using other people. Don't, you know, I'm, I'm not an Island. Um, but, uh, I am self-taught in that, in that aspect. So, yeah. How did you, so I didn't, so I, how did you get into doing the weddings on the side? Tell me a little bit about that process. That's a good question. Um, 
it originally when I was selling insurance, I think I just bought a camera. You know, I had a little, and I think I just bought a camera, told somebody I'd do it for dirt cheap, and did my first one, and just kind of built on it. My father-in-law um, is a wedding photographer, mm-hmm. so that was an in. You know, so I'd be, hey, next time you have a wedding, see if see if somebody will let me shoot the oh, video yeah. for for hundred bucks. And yeah. I think that was my in. Um, I, one thing I find interesting is when I tried to start, I tried to start a business years ago and it was almost exclusively like wedding video uh-huh. and I, just, I couldn't sustain myself, you know? And so after all this, and I started Story to Focus Media, I really diversified. So I shoot some wedding video. I shoot a lot of commercial advertising, um, you know, businesses and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And it's actually made my business obviously a lot more solid. So I learned from my failure in the past of trying to be mm-hmm. just a wedding videographer. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. So when you, let's take you way back to, mm-hmm. to when you were a kid. Yeah. You didn't dream of being an insurance agent. No. No. So what were you dreaming of being? You know, I, I think uh, movies, I mean, movies were just, I, I would have loved to have been a director, you know what I'm saying? In, in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was love stories, love movies. So I think, I think that was, that was a big, a big dream of mine. And I think that's, that's something that's interesting that, I learned as I got older is I thought to fulfill my dreams when I was a kid, I had to be like a Hollywood movie director, which mm-hmm. would have been great. I don't know if I'd been, you know, could even have the capacity to do that. But regardless, I'm able to do something within my realm that's just as fulfilling and support my family at the same time. Yeah. I, I think to me, I found that kind of interesting. As a, as a kid, my dream was to be a, a, a movie director. Um, and I kind of learned that I can apply that to my real life. You know, I, I can, I can have a business that, it allows me to tell stories, you know, and, and, and play with cameras and have fun and do all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get that. Um, I was, uh, from the time I was about six or seven, uh, I wanted to be an actress and that was literally every, every other possibility in my mind was not, it didn't exist. That was it. And, and I pursued it for a long time and met my husband on tour, did all that, moved to New York city, pursued the career, um, and loved it. But then when I had kids, it changed everything. Right. All of a sudden there, there, there was that, you know, and that was, and I couldn't imagine at that point putting in the type of energy that I'd had to put into the career of acting, which is always about looking for work, always about auditioning. And then when you are in a show, it's so focused on rehearsals and memorizing lines and doing it's just an enormous amount of energy to put into it, you know? And, uh, and then all of a sudden I was like, well, what do I do now? (laughs) And finding photography that, that journey for me took me probably about five years to figure out what to do. And photography kind of hit me like a thunderbolt out of nowhere. Um, but what it allowed for was the storytelling, which is really what the acting was about. You know, so, and now, you know, with the podcast too, like I love, you, you love telling people's stories. This is, this is, you know, so, so it's interesting to take a dream and then modify it and, and find a way to, to still get in there and do what you love maybe, and maybe not on the scale that you first thought about when you were a kid, but you know, something that works for your life. That's an interesting thing, right? Yeah, I think it's fantastic. And like yeah. I said, it took me a long time to realize it. But I mean, I think as you have, yeah. it's, it's a really cool experience. Yeah. Do you still have uh, latent desires to to do like a, a movie or? 
something in uh, that vein I mean, it's just you it's not I, don't, I, I would i would hesitate to say it's a, a passion or else I, I think i would make it happen so i um mm -hmm. i really it's just i've got so many other things going on the, the time that that takes and now i do have to make things for money and so right. I, if it's not making me money it's really hard for me to spend time on i had we went to disney i think two years ago at this point and i was trying to make this cool awesome family uh, video over our time and i still haven't done it because i just it's hard for me to sit down and work on something like that if it's not part of it and i hate to say that it sounds really bad no uh, i totally but, get it so yeah, yeah going back to the movie thing like you know if someone came to me with a project that was kind of already in its formed i guess a little bit and said hey we want you to help us with it, i'd probably be more likely to do that than i would start from scratch and say mm -hmm. this is what i at least at, the, at this juncture you know a year or two for now uh, yeah yeah my husband and sons are um my husband got this idea to buy an old vw bug uh to work on with my boys because he wants to turn it you know teach him basic mechanics and all that stuff um and he's learning too and it's a great little project and so i've started video i've been doing and i'm trying to learn video myself and so i've been videoing that and doing still photos to go with it and the whole idea is to put together this this story about the the renovation of the bug and i'm thinking to myself man when am i gonna do that i don't know <laughs> i don't know how but at least, that at least you have it and you have the option you know if you, if you yes. don't if you don't capture it then you don't even have that option exactly exactly so it's it's funny i totally get what you're saying about that and i i remember you uh you just were talking to just completely sometimes you have to forgive me sometimes i'm like uh sometimes i really think i have add and i'm a squirrel i <laughs> i was just thinking about your chuck taylor's because uh -huh. you mentioned that earlier um that's a, a pretty significant part of your video that uh, so i wanted to <laughs> touch on that yeah, it's kind of, I mean, I guess, you know, if, if you look at it, it's kind of dumb, but it, it was just, it was just this idea of, I, I say in the video that I wanted to wear Chuck Taylor to the office. And of course I was an insurance agent and at the very least I was wearing polo and khaki, but sometimes I was wearing a suit. And so I was just like, mm -hmm. I want a job that I can wear, that I can wear Converse in, you know? And so that was kind of like, I guess that, that story, you know, we talked about yeah. um, that now I, I wear, I literally wear Converse every day. So that's just yeah. kind of perfect. Part of my and it's funny, like being self-employed the way you are, you probably work more than you ever worked doing oh. the insurance job. I'm gonna guess, but yeah, you can wear your chucks. Absolutely, and that, that's <laughs> yeah. My son's like, you work a lot, Dad. He's like, I don't think you worked this much when you sold insurance. And I, but I actually have more freedom. So it's just like we went to the beach, and it's just like if you need something during the day, I'm like, I can mm -hmm. my you know, schedule allows it. I can I can do that. I couldn't do that before. Yeah. And so yeah. The, the freedom part of it is is fantastic. And I do absolutely work more. I mean, I, I work from the time I get up this morning, I'll work till 11, 12 o'clock tonight. Um, but I take time out for my family all during, you know, in, in the middle of that as well. And, and I'm happier working more at a job I like, mm -hmm. working less at a job I don't like. Do you find yourself, I find myself doing this, like my, my mind is, 90% of the time I feel like no matter what I'm doing, I'm still thinking about getting this podcast going, the, the photography business, like my, even if I'm with people and friends and doing something, but like, do you find that you can't turn off? Yeah. And I, absolutely. Yeah. To answer your question. Yeah. And every, everything I, <clears throat> everything I view and everything I learn, I kind of put through this prism of how can this help my business? Mm -hmm. I read a book or I see a commercial or I hear someone make a cool quote. I'm like, how can I apply that to my business? How can I share that? 
how can I implement that? Oh, that was a cool story. How can I, next time I give a speech or something, how can I, how can I implement that? But it's yeah. not taxing. I mean, to me, because I'm, yeah. because I'm passionate about it, it's just, it's actually quite fulfilling. Yeah, me too. I just, I'm, I'm just kind of so excited about it all. It's like, oh, oh, that, well, if I could do this, oh, and, and that, and oh, it, right. Oh, you know what? I just remembered you had a great part of the video where you talked about selling your comic book collection to start your business. Tell me more about that. That sounds so painful. <laughs> so I, when I was a kid, my brother and I started collecting comics or read comics. That's, I think that's basically how I learned how to read. And uh, so I collected comics. I still collect comics. Um, um, but after I left the insurance and was trying to find, you know, trying to justify buying equipment and things of that nature while I'm trying to pay my bills and stuff. The only thing I could come up with to get some, you know, basically excess money was to sell comics. And so I just started going on Craigslist and Facebook and things like that and selling these high value comics that I had to, uh, to be able to buy my camera equipment. And yeah. so that's what, that's what basically funded the story focus media. Wow. That's a big deal. It was, and it was, it was interesting to me that there was a point I can, I can, I can remember almost, I have thousands of comics and I still have quite a, quite a few. Um, but I can remember a lot about when I bought the comics, like what comic book shop it was, how old I was. I mean, it's just really weird. I can remember these specific things. Yeah. But there wow. came a time when I was like, starting my business was more important than that. And so that was kind of like this little tip, you know, and yeah. it was like, you know, these things are valuable to me, but yet, my desire to start my business is so valuable that are so, you know, that I want to sell those comics. And yeah. then most of the ones I sold were, were monetary in value. I, I didn't sell anything that was really like, because a lot of things that were sentimental value to me didn't have any monetary value, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. I have, like, I have like a GI Joe run from 1984 that no one cares about, but it was my first comic book subscription. So I've kept that because it has sentimental value, but it, you know, I, you know, if it had monetary value, I probably would have sold it, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, so it's, it's bittersweet. It's bittersweet. You know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I imagine it was, I imagine it was. Um, do you, what kind of changes did you personally have to really dig into to make the shift? Were there, like, did you find that you kind of got in your own way at all when you were either making the decision to make the change or in the middle of learning how to run a business? Where, where did you find your challenges or things that you knew you needed to change about, about John? Uh, that's yeah. got, I got to give that up because otherwise I'm never going to get where I want to get. Yeah. So sometimes I think we live in a bubble. And it's like we have these perceived values of what we're good at and what we're not good at, right? And when I was in insurance, I got very lucky because I had a niche market and I made money. And it kind of kept me in this bubble about what I was good at and what I wasn't good at. And so when I started my own business, I had to really look at what my weaknesses were and say, yeah, no, you're failing because you suck or you're failing because you need to look at the, you know, it's, it's not, in other words, I had to say it's not an outside reason why I'm failing. It's not the economy because I'm failing. It's not because my competitors are this or that like that. I'm failing because I'm not doing the things I need to do. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I had to do at least. You know, I had to look at myself and say, okay, I need to look at my weaknesses and make them strengths. I need to become better organized. For example, that was one thing I wasn't, wasn't very good at. Uh, I needed to network. Oh my gosh. Uh, selling insurance. I was the king of cold call. 
I would call up businesses, talk to them, go meet with them, sell the deal and get out. I didn't mm -hmm. choose. I didn't talk to them. And I've totally reversed that. I spend tons of time networking and I'm not smoothing. I'm making friends with people. I'm, I'm building relationships. Anytime I meet a business person, I'm like, how can I help you? How can we help each other? Come into my network. Let, let's, let's, you know, that changed for me because I did not like to be around people. I did not like to really socialize. That was a weakness of mine. So I mean, I really had to dig deep and say, what are these things that I need to change about myself if I really want to be successful? Yeah. Um, I don't know if that answered your question or not, but really taking an honest, honest look at, what the heck are you not good at and, and, and change those things. Right. Right. What, what do you feel like you were good at from the beginning? What do you feel like you had a handle on that didn't need, did so, you didn't need to really dig in on? I'm pretty good at selling myself, or at least that's what people have told me. Like anytime I do an interview or not like this kind of interview, like a job interview or, or anytime I give a speech, a talk, whatever you want to call it. Uh, people really enjoy it. And they say, oh, that was really good. So I was really good at talking. I was really good at, you know, um, that kind of thing. And so when I went up and talked to people and introduced myself, they kind of let the guard down a little, let me in and I was able to talk to them about business. And so that really, that just that social engineering, I guess, part of it, I was really good at. Um, and, you know, I guess the, the creativity side, you know, it was, it was pretty good at. But I think, I think just that, that social awareness maybe is a good word for it. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. And then what did you do? Like when you saw something where you, you knew you needed to change, I guess what I'm wondering is for anybody else who is, uh, who's listening, who is either, okay, so let's get to it. Sorry. I'm, I'm having trouble forming this question, but I'm wondering if you have a, any kind of piece of advice for somebody who is maybe at the position of their life right now where they are in that job that they hate or they just know something's not right um, but maybe they don't know what they want or even if somebody is already like oh I know I really want to do this thing and I just don't have the time or I don't have the money or whatever their excuses are what advice do you have for somebody to like get past that thing? Um, you've got to what worked for you, you know, yeah. at some point you've just got to take that risk. There's a risk. I think a lot of people want to remove risk and I just think that's foolish. Um, you know, the older you are and the more responsibilities that you have, you definitely want to limit that risk. And I'm not advocating for anybody to, you know, quit their full-time paying job when they have three kids and a, and a spouse and, and things of that nature. But I think there's like my wife, you know, I sat down and had a conversation with her and what, what can we, what can we stomach basically, you know, what, what, what can we do? So you've got to be willing to take that risk. And I think it's really important for most people to have support. It's whether it's your spouse, a friend, a coworker, you know, whatever. I think you've got to have some kind of support. I, I don't know. There's very, there, there's some anomalies out there, but very few people can do it on their own. Mm -hmm. You've got to have some kind of support for someone to say, yes, I support you in this. And you've got to be, I mean, this is going to sound so cliche, but you've got to be willing to fail. I mean, you just, you've just got to be willing to fail. If, if you're not, if you're not willing to fail, I, you're always going to wait till the time's right. It's like, well, I don't have enough money saved. And now it's not, you know, I can't do it right now. I don't have the right equipment. You know, whatever your excuse is, you've got to be willing to fail. And if you're not willing to fail, I, 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 you'll, you know, you'll just sit on the bench. I, I like to think of it. I don't know. Everybody wants to have, everybody wants to say, 
I wrote a book, mm-hmm. right? I, I like to say I wrote a book, but who wants to write a book? <laughs> right. right? No one wants Your to treasury. write it. Really? They just want to say, I, yeah, I wrote a book. Uh, it was fantastic. No one wants to actually write it. And I think that's kind of when it comes down to starting your business or whatever awesome thing that you want to do in your life, you want to say you did it, but very few people do it. You know, um, Stephen King has has this, this, this cool little statement. He says something like, uh, all these people say, Oh, when I, when I retire, I'm going to write a book. And Stephen King says like, Oh, you suddenly think because you, you had this time that you're suddenly going to just start writing. He's like, if you really want to write, you'll, you'll do it right now. Yeah, you know, and I just I love that sentiment that if you really want to do something, you'll do it right now. And so, uh, yeah, I don't know even if, if it's right. doing it on the side, um, right, right, yeah, absolutely. That's what I did with photography for a lot of years. I had a regular job that I was complete not not fulfilled, not happy in, but you got to pay the bills, and uh, I just carried my camera everywhere with me for years, and just word of mouth kept doing stuff on the side and you know, before I, not before I knew it, but, um, eventually felt like, okay. And, and you're right. There was risk involved, um, with deciding to go full time as a photographer. That was a massive mental leap for me to go from just doing it on the side to then being like, okay, this is it. All my eggs are in this basket now, you know? Absolutely. And it, I think like find someone that has done something similar to what you want to do and just cling on to them, I guess, or, or find as much about them as you can seek inspiration from, because you'll find plenty of people who haven't done it. But if you can find one person that has gone from doing the drudgery of whatever their job is to becoming a successful chef or, you know, or or whatever it is like that, that's inspiration. That's what you need. And and I I try to find those people online and be like, Oh yeah, that's what I want to do. And and I, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's good advice. Good advice. So, um, here's a question for you. What do you wish you had known then that you know now when you were making the change? The only thing is starting earlier and starting faster and starting stronger. I mean, I don't I mean, just more, more, more. Like I wish, I wish I had started sooner. I wish I had not been so hesitant mm-hmm. and I mean that that's just my my only regret is really just not you know I kind of see where I'm at now and I'm like wow if I'd worked this hard when I first got started because it was you know it's kind of incremental kind of building up that steam you know mm-hmm. and if I'd worked that hard then I'd be even further along now you know so that's my only real you know thing I, I wish I had done is, is just starting sooner and, and working harder yeah yeah. Here, here. Sorry, probably not this like light bulb thing that you were looking for. I apologize. No, no. I mean, you know, I think about it. Um, back when I was doing it on the side, the photography, I wasn't doing any kind of marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing. Squat, bubkis, you know. I wasn't thinking about it like it was a business. I was, I was treating it like a hobby Mm -hmm. for many years and wondering why I couldn't make more progress, you know? Um, so for me, I do wish that I had dug in to learning how to be a business person earlier. Um, you know, 
yeah. I, that and, 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 and the networking portion of it, I know I keep, I keep talking about that, but I get so much of my business from networking that mm-hmm. my social media and things like that supports my networking. Um, but just getting out there and meeting people and, and it has just helped my business so much. And it's just one of those things I don't think people talk about a lot. I mean, I think they- Nothing like relationships. You cannot replace relationships with social media posts. I agree. I agree. And uh, there are people out there that make videos way better than I do. There's just no doubt. But yeah, I get most of my business. I I produce a good video. I have to have a good product, no doubt. Mm -hmm. But I get most of my business because I'm referred by someone or I meet someone or or what have you. And then they go online and say, oh, he does a good job. I'll hire him. Mm Mm-hmm. I just, I, I think that, that the whole networking, that relationship gets, gets underplayed, you know, in, in today's society. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. I think, I think we've, uh, you know, we forget how important that person to person connection is, mm-hmm. which is also part of, interestingly, what you and I are both doing with branding photography or videography um, is trying to help people connect. I mean, for me, it's just trying to help them find imagery that they can use on their social media. It's not gonna, it's not gonna replace those, those, the real connection with people, though. You know, it's not, but it does make you connect with that person, or at least want to connect with that person. You know, it's like if if you keep throwing up the same type of images, you'll attract people that like those images and those people that are you want in your tribe. You know, it's like mm-hmm. oh, I, yeah. and I think that's the whole idea behind me me telling the stories that I want to tell and, and you, the, the photographs is that you want people that's like, I click with that person. Like I want to support that person. Like, yeah. they're, they're and it's thing. more, it's about being as you, as much you as you can possibly be so that you are attracting your people right. is the way I approach it is, is like, and, and the same thing, like in, in just relate in the networking and relationships with people, the more you can kind of, you know, I'm a huge Brene Brown, Brene Brown fan. The more you can be vulnerable enough to expose yourself a little bit, you know, I'm a total geek. I, 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 there's no hiding it. So I'm like, well, I just got to lean into that. And then if somebody likes that, cool. And if they, if it's not for them, all right, then we're good. I'm the same way. I mean, I, I, when I was an insurance agent, I would have never had Batman and Superman in the background or. Oh yeah. By the way, folks, you can't see this, but right behind John on his wall, he's got, he's got Superman and Batman and a couple of those bobblehead things. What are those? Yeah. The DeLorean, Back to the Future. Yeah. It's the DeLorean, Back to the Future, Stanley, and then, um, uh, the Muppets. Uh, What's his name? Jim Henson. So yeah, that's, that's, background jim henson the uh, creator oh, of the Muppets. Jim henson oh my gosh awesomeness show me that one cl- more close up Br- bring that forward sorry sorry guys i know you can't see this oh That's- that is so cool it's a bobblehead of jim Hen- jim Hen- jim god i can't talk jim henson holding a tiny little um kermit the frog <laughs> That's awesome. yes i mean I, I just i finally said you know i think i i feel confident enough in my skills and my business whatever you want to call it that I can be a geek at the same time and uh, it doesn't really bother me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it helps actually helps helps pull in the right people who are, who are going to like the way you tell their story. That's right. Yeah. Um, here's a question for you. Cause we haven't really touched base on this. 
considering like where we're at now, where everything is topsy-turvy and upside down in our world, what, how do you think we move forward right now? You seem to be doing really well with that. I was talking to John before we started recording guys and um, he is busy um, keeping, keeping the business going and everything. Tell where, where do you, how are you doing that? Like, how are you moving through this the way you are? So fortunately, you know, I learned over the years to have kind of processes in place. And one, you know, where I'm getting a lot of my business from right now is referrals from my past customers. You know, so I did a good job. They're coming back saying, help us again. Mm-hmm. You know, think they're, you know, we want, we want to be ready when things open back up, help us. So I have repeat customers. Um, they're giving me referrals. So now I'm not getting them coming back, but they're referring me to other people. Um, one thing that I think no matter what business you're in, I think a lot of people kind of shy away from is you should be friends with your competitors. And some people don't call them competitors, but I like to, cause some people think of them that way. And they're like, well, they're my competitor. They're the enemy. And unless they're a jerk, which some of them are, but unless they're a jerk, they should be in your pool of resources. They should be giving you business because they can't handle everything that comes their way. And so I have, I have quite a few competitors that, that call me, email me, hey, are you available for this? Can you do this? Can you help out? And I'm getting business from that. So between my competitors, my repeat business, my networking, um, and, and constantly trying to find new stuff. I mean, I am, every day I'm trying to spend time online. What are other people doing? Now is not a time to be isolated. You should mm-hmm. be in a group. You know, and if you can't find a group that you want to belong to, you need to form that group. You know, whether it's just a brainstorming group, I have a marketing group that I belong to, and we sit down and we help each other out. We're just like, here's the problem I'm having. And we mm-hmm. sit around with spitball for 45 minutes until eventually a solution comes out of the group. Yeah. Uh, and that's just one of the groups I belong to. So I think that is the biggest thing right now is do not be isolated. Do not, if you're, if you feel isolated, you probably are. Go find some, go find some people. And like I said, if you can't find it, create it. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the number one thing is, is don't be isolated. Yeah. And great advice, whether you're talking about business or just somebody who is, you know, I imagine, I imagine for a lot of people, if they're, if they're, let's say they've been laid off or, um, are just at a point where they're, this is just a lot, a time for self-reflection. You know, I, I'm imagining that a lot of people are really questioning, everything right now. And so I think it's great advice beyond just a great business advice to get out there and network and and be involved with other people, but to, to connect with people. Yeah. And you're, that's a good point about, it's not just a work thing. I mean, it's just kind of like a, because there are people in so many different situations that I'm probably not even, you know, sensitive to, like you said, people that are laid off, people that are sitting at home and that's, I can't imagine you know, how tough and that, that is. Um, but I think you're right. The, the, the advice still applies, um, whether it's virtually or, or, or physically, you know, get out and, and, and meet people and socialize and get on zoom, get on these calls and go on. I mean, there's so many communities online. It is, it is amazing. And, and the majority of them are very supportive, you know, and, and I yeah. think. And, and what's interesting now too, is so many people are, um, you know, get a coach, right? Cause there's a lot of people right now who are very generously offering kind of like pandemic specials. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so if you need there, you know, there's so many resources that maybe weren't available before where, you know, people are wanting to reach out and help. Right. So 
was, I don't know. I think people could look for something like that too. I know I found a networking group through a friend um, that is just putting out these, these, these free, it's called remote daily. I don't, I don't know if they'll still be going by the time this podcast um, goes out, but it's the coolest thing. It's like a daily, um, a daily zoom call get together where they're bringing in speakers to talk on a subject and, then they're they're breaking people out into little zoom rooms you should check it out by the way this is really cool um so you get a chance to meet a few people in your zoom room and then you come back and and they've got live music um playing at the beginning of it it's it's just a really great thing i'll try to i'll try to send you the information later but for anybody who's interested i'll put it in the show notes if it's still running when we get past this uh this weird little moment in time Right. So it's, we're, we're recording this, what, mid-May, May right. 12th. So uh, I'm not sure when it'll go up. Um, so what's coming up for you next? Where do you see things going? Uh, you know, I'm, at, I'm at an interesting point in my, um, in my business. I've been in business for about two, two and a half years, not quite three years yet. And, you know, it's, I'm at the point where I need to hire, to, to grow, I'll need to hire an employee. Mm-hmm. But employee, I need more business, and so I'm sure every every growing business has come about with that. That's kind of where I'm at. You know, it's a, it's it's a great place to be. It's 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 uh, it's it's really fun. I like business challenges because in the, um, but uh, as far as projects go, um, I'm working on just so many different things. I mean, I'm working on a project for a gym right now, a dentist office. I'm looking at my board, kind of over your head here. Um, a tree service, a uh, guy that has tractor equipment, uh, the local home builders association, mm-hmm. just, just all kinds of different stuff like that. Do you keep tra- looking at you and you're looking up in front of you? Do you have like a whiteboard up there on the other side? Yeah, I have a whiteboard that kind of keeps me, these are, these are projects that are ongoing and I kind of number them like of importance. So at any point in time, I can look up on the board and say, what should I be working on right now? What's, what's most priority. And if for some reason that stalled because I'm waiting on something, I can just move to the next one. And work on that. Work on that. Mm. Yeah, I've got a couple whiteboards for different. Note to self: I totally asked that as as a, uh, a selfish question. <laughs> no, it's it, it's, it's hard it's to know how to prioritize sometimes. It, it really helps me at any different at any time just to look up and say, "Oh yeah, that's that's what I need to be working on. That's that's what needs to be going out the door." Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's very cool. And how can people find you? Where where? Uh... So I'm mostly on Facebook, story focused media. Uh, Instagram as well. Um, again, at Story Focus Media, and then I'm trying to up my LinkedIn presence. Um, but other than that, those are the three three platforms that you can find on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. All right, cool, cool man. So I will put those in the show notes for anybody who wants to look up John and Story Focus Media after uh, after you give this thing a listen. Cool. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. Thank you so much. I, I'm excited. This is, this has been a great podcast. And I'm excited about just the kind of the, your topic and theme and stuff. So I hope everybody enjoyed it. And if anybody wants to reach out and connect, if I can help out in any way, just let me know. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Well, there you go. I don't know about you, but I find John's story to be really inspirational. I love that he took a leap and made it work with sheer determination. If you want to know more about John, I will provide his links um, to his information in the show notes on my website. Oh, and I know I went on and on about Remote Daily for a little bit there. I am a huge fan. They are still up and running, and if you want to check them out, I'll have that in the notes also. 
So, hey, um, if you enjoyed this, please share it with anyone you think would also enjoy it. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already so you don't miss an episode. Next week, I'm talking to Jill Hannah Anderson, who had her first novel published when she was 57 years old. If you're thinking of dusting off your old creative writing skills and think it's too late, think again. If you have a spare moment and you are enjoying the podcast, please take a moment to leave a review. That would be super helpful for me in getting the word out. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next week.